rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news for its business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. A fourth grader who survived the massacre at our elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, describes the horror of that event to a congressional committee. An armed California man with plans to allegedly kill the chief justice of the U.S. Supreme Court is in custody. Twitter's agreed to give Elon Musk full access to accounts after he threatened to pull out of his $48 billion deal to buy the social media giant. Twitter users celebrated the ousting of progressive San Francisco District Attorney Chesa Boudin, who lost his recall election. President Biden appears on Jimmy Kimmel Live, ripping Republicans and telling voters to cast ballots based on the issue of gun control. A young student who survived the mass shooting at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, testified before House lawmakers yesterday. Maya Cirillo, a fourth grader, appeared in a pre-recorded video before the House Committee on Oversight and Government Reform. She said she played dead for over an hour as the gunman unleashed his terror. When I went to the barracks, uh, he shot my friend that was next to me. And I thought he was going to come back to the room. So I grabbed the blood and I put it all on me. The hearing hours before the House was set to start debate on a package of gun restriction measures. New York City's mayor, Eric Adams, also appeared before the committee. He challenged whether the profits of gun manufacturers are more important than the lives of children. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, it is high noon in America. Time for every one of us to decide where we stand on the issue of gun violence. Time to decide if it's more important to protect the profits of gun manufacturers, or the lives of our children. Adams said the NYPD has removed 3,000 illegal guns from the streets this year alone, but the guns just keep going, pleading for help from the feds. A California man armed with a handgun and a knife arrested on an attempted murder charge in a plot to kill U.S. Supreme Court Justice John Roberts, 26-year-old Nicholas Rosk of Sim Valley, California, was arrested near uh, Brett Kavanaugh's Chevy Chase, Maryland home. FBI officials said he was angered over the leak of a draft opinion, indicating the U.S. Supreme Court will overturn Roe v. Wade legalizing abortion. New York Post writer Michael Goodwin spoke about the incident on Cats at Night, hosted by 77 WABC owner and operator John Katsimatidis. I mean, it's a sequence. It begins with the leak. But it it proceeds along a line of anger until somebody says, I'll take care of this. I'll I'll bring justice to this system. And it comes with a gun. Although illegal are such protests, Kavanaugh's home has been the site of protests by abortion rights advocates since the May 2nd publication of the leaked draft opinion. Rusk made an initial court appearance yesterday afternoon. He remains held another hearing set for June 22nd. Elon Musk's on again, off again, $48 billion deal to buy Twitter is apparently on again. Musk threatened to back out of the massive deal because Twitter wouldn't release information about the percentage of fake accounts. Now Twitter's board plans to comply with Musk's demands for internal data by offering access to its full data stream of more than 500 million tweets posted each day. 
according to a person who spoke on the condition of anonymity. Here's Musk talking about censorship on Twitter. That was back in April. I mean, I don't, I don't think we should try to have people live for a very long time, for a very long time. It would cause ossification of society um, because the truth is uh, most people don't change their mind. They just die. And so if they don't die, they will be, will be stuck with old ideas and they won't, society won't advance. Musk's legal team contends the data stream is essential for understanding the amount of spam and bot activity on its platform. Musk has said the deal is on hold until he secures the information, adding to speculation he's trying to pull out or renegotiate his purchase for a lower price. Well, Twitter users celebrated the ousting of progressive San Francisco DA Chesa Boudin. He lost his recall election Tuesday night and had to step down. Critics slammed Boudin as far left and extremely soft on crime in the city. And under his watch, crime and homelessness in San Francisco skyrocketed. Former ICE director Jonathan Fahey on Fox News. This is really a political earthquake because it really shows that the Democratic Party is so out of touch that they've even lost San Francisco. And this this uh, D.A. is really, you know, indicative of the Democratic Party's policies nationwide. Boudin, elected in 2019, lost the recall with 61 percent of San Francisco voters opting to remove him and only 39 percent wanting to stay. Conservatives hope Boudin's ouster signals a wave of rejection of Democrats heading into November's midterms. More radical activists' accounts express dismay and defiance at his ouster, though. Gun control legislation and Roe v. Wade topics, says President Joe Biden, appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live, his first in-studio late-night appearance since assuming the presidency. Kimmel asked the president if he would issue an executive order regarding gun sales in response to recent mass shootings in Buffalo, New York, and Uvalde, Texas. Biden said he has issued executive orders within the power of the presidency to be able to deal with guns, gun and gun ownership. But he didn't want to emulate former President Trump's, he said, abuse of the Constitution and constitutional authority. Of course, the somber topics of a conversation did not stop Kimmel or the president from cracking a few jokes. Just a just a process question. When you have sensitive documents that you need to flush down the toilet, you do that. Is, he, is that done in your office toilet or is that done in the bathroom, in the personal bathroom area? Oh, I call Trump. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Biden implored the public to use a politician's views on gun control legislation as a determining factor for whether or not to vote for that person. Looking at your forecast now from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Rain today, showers and thunderstorms till early afternoon. Then it clears, turning mostly sunny or high 73. The overnight low 62, mostly sunny day tomorrow, the high 76 right now. Still some uh, light rain in the area and right now 69 degrees. Well, the U.S. House of Representatives Wednesday passed a series of new gun control measures. And among these proposals, raising the minimum age to buy semi-automatic rifles from 18 to 21 following mass shootings across the U.S. The vote, 223 to 204, with five Republicans joining all but two Democrats in supporting this measure. Here's Democratic New York Representative Carolyn Maloney. They have blamed everything but guns. But we know the United States does not have a monopoly on mental illness, video games, or any other excuse. What America does have is widespread access to guns. 
This now heads to the evenly split U.S. Senate, which is not expected to take up the package. However, U.S. Senate negotiators are attempting to craft a much narrower package of gun control bills designed to win enough bipartisan support to overcome a GOP filibuster. Democratic representatives Jared Golden of Maine and Kurt Schrader of Oregon opposed the bill. U.S. Justice Department has named a team of nine people, including an FBI official and former police chiefs, to aid in a review of the law enforcement response to the Uvalde, Texas Elementary School shooting. Police response has been, of course, heavily criticized because law enforcement did not enter the school for over an hour. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced the team in Washington on Wednesday, the critical incident review being led by the U.S. Justice Department's Office of Community-Oriented Policing Services. The Justice Department is undertaking a review of the law enforcement response that day at the request of the Uvalde mayor. The review will be comprehensive, it will be transparent, and it will be independent. We will be assessing what happened that day. The review will include an examination of police policies, training, and communication along with the deployment of officers and tactics. The Justice Department also said it will also examine who was in command of the incident and how police prepared for potential active shooter incidents. Nineteen students and two teachers were killed before a law enforcement officer killed the gunman. President Joe Biden's job approval rating has reached a new low. According to Morning Consult Politico tracking, 58% of voters disapprove of Biden's job performance, 39% approve. On Wednesday, President Biden said that Tuesday's primaries that ousted San Francisco D.A. Chesa Boudin signals that voters want law and order. It's time the states and the localities spend the money they have to deal with crime, as well as retrain police officers, as well as provide for more community policing. It's time to get on with doing that, and that's what I think the message last night from the American public was in all the primaries. So this poll found that 80 percent of Republican voters strongly disapprove of Biden's job handling compared with 37 percent of Democrats who strongly approve of it. Buy drugs instead of gas, says Republican Senator John Kennedy. He made this remark while lashing out at the Biden administration's handling of the economic crisis in the United States as he appeared on Fox Kennedy is suggesting that gas prices are currently so high it would be better to buy drugs. President Biden continues to campaign for more economic chaos. Meanwhile, I don't know about where you live, Jesse, but uh, in, in my state, the price of gas is so high that it would be cheaper to buy cocaine and just run <laughs> everywhere. Kennedy told Jesse Waters that when he feels inadequate, I just look around at his colleagues in Washington, D.C. On really bad days, I see liars and frauds and meatheads in every direction. The current average price for a gallon of regular gasoline in the U.S., $4.95. That is up from $3.06 this time last year, according to AAA. The highest average price out in California at $6.34 as of publication time in 10 states of surpass five bucks 
An outbreak of salmonella is linked to Jif peanut butter, and it has sickened 16 people in the U.S. This recall wave started on May 20th with with the GM Smucker Company recall of multiple Jif brand peanut butter types, including things like creamy, crunchy, natural, and reduced-fat peanut butters. Dr. Anthony Harris is CEO and medical director of HFIT Health, and he spoke to News Nation about how salmonella gets into peanut butter. Particularly with peanut butter, as the water content uh, and the water activity um, gets lower, because we don't want watery peanut butter, obviously, um, that actually increases the risk uh, of salmonella becoming what's called heat resistant, meaning that heat is one of the processes by which bacteria uh, in contaminated food is killed. At least 17 companies now have recalled products containing GIF. Only 16 people from 12 states have been infected with uh, this and two hospitalized, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Added to the list now of recalls, add peanut butter cup ice cream and packaged snacks to this growing list of recalled food made with GIF peanut butter. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky Wednesday pushed companies that have not yet shut down operations in Russia to leave Russia and set up business in war-torn Ukraine. Speaking to U.S. business leaders at the Yale CEO Summit, he also warned of widespread famine if Russia does not lift a blockade of Ukrainian ports that has prevented the export of grains. I'd like your companies to consider not only the option of leaving Russia, uh, but also finding their place in the Ukrainian economy, because this is important in terms of employment for our economy to deal with the tremendous challenges that we are facing Zelensky there, 77 WABC Time Check 515. Let's head over to Justin Elliford. Look at sports. Thank you, Deb. I, I don't know what I'm going to do about this GIF recall. It's um, I'm a little bit distraught. My favorite peanut butter. Oh, dear. So, well, you're going to have to temporarily switch to another brand. Maybe that's Skippy, I guess. Is, right. you know, I guess that's the go-to. So now, you'll be but, skipping Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> very good. I am Justin Elliger with your early news sports update. Both of our local baseball teams got their tookuses whipped last night on the diamond with the Yankees falling 8-1 to in Minnesota against the Twins and the Mets suffering a 13-2 to loss at the hands of the San Diego Padres. For the Yanks, it was an extremely rare, very shaky outing from Nestor Cortez. It spelled trouble for the pinstripes. Cortez grinded for New York but failed to make it through five innings of work, allowing four earned runs with only three punch-outs along the way. The lone run for the Bombers coming on a DJ LeMahieu lazy sack fly in the fifth that scored Aaron Hicks. It'll be ace Garrett Cole who will try and get the boys back on track tonight for the finale in Minnesota. He'll be going up against the Twins' Dylan Bundy. As for the Mets and the shellacking they took, Chris Bassett and company couldn't figure out the Padres' Jake Cronenworth, who was a triple short of the cycle and route to a five-RBI night at the dish. Left-hander Sean Manea made easy work of the Mets' bats, allowing only three hits over seven strong innings. New York will mull over the series loss during an off day today before heading to Anaheim to battle the Angels over the weekend. Also tonight, a crucial Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Final between our Rangers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. The boys are back at home, so hopefully we can expect a dosage of the Rangers team we saw in Games 1 and 2. My interview with former um, Rangers captain Ryan Callahan coming on later in the show. Puck drop tonight, 8 p.m. On the hardwood, it was the Boston Celtics jumping out in front of the NBA Finals last night as they win Game 3, 116-100 to to take two games to take a two games to one lead over the Golden State Warriors. Game four is set for tomorrow night at 9 p.m. in Boston. And some more developing news out of the golf world as well as more chips are falling out of the PGA Tour and into the brand new LIV Golf Invitational Series. Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Reed are the latest names to make the switch. The PGA Tour does plan to bring down punishments on these players making the move, although those repercussions have not been made 
perfectly clear just yet. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. And here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Alec on 77 WABC. So, Justin, Callahan played for both teams, the Lightning and the Rangers. So yeah. who does he root for? Well, I actually <laughs> I actually asked him now which, which team he identifies a little bit more with. And, uh, you know, he said he had his captaincy in New York, and that's kind of where he became, you know, what he was as, as a professional hockey player. But then he went to Tampa Bay and became a very, uh, very welcomed fan favorite there as well. They made him an alternate captain in 2015, and then that's where his foundation started as well, off the ice. Um, so he, he identifies a lot with both cities. All right, your interview coming up at 5.50. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Showers and thunderstorms until early afternoon, turning sunny. The high 73, the overnight low 62, mostly sunny. Tomorrow, the high 76. Right now, 69 rain. Frank Morano standing by with your business report. Thank you, Deb. Good morning. The opening bell rings this morning on Wall Street after stocks closed lower Wednesday with investors fearing an economic slowdown. At the same time, mortgage demand hit its lowest level last week in the past 22 years. Experts are predicting the odds for a recession will rise in the coming months. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones fell by 269 points. The S&P 500 dropped by nearly 45 points. And the Nasdaq lost almost 89 points. The top U.S. securities regulator, Gary Gensler, proposed rule changes to transform how Wall Street handles retail stock trades after the meme stock mania last year raised questions. The plan would require trading firms to directly compete to execute trades from retail investors to boost competition. Gensler said the new SEC rules would mandate market makers disclose more data around the fees these firms earn and the timing of trades for the benefit of investors. From toilet paper to yogurt and coffee to corn chips, manufacturers are quietly shrinking package sizes without lowering prices. It's dubbed shrinkflation, and it's accelerating worldwide. For example, in the U.S., a small box of Kleenex now has 60 tissues. A few months ago, it had 65. Experts say shrinkflation isn't new, but it happens in times of high inflation as companies grapple with rising costs for ingredients, packaging, labor, and transportation. Volkswagen of America CEO Scott Keogh told CNBC that the company is actively looking to establish new assembly and battery facilities in the U.S. The German automaker's electrification efforts are currently based in Tennessee, including localized production of the VW ID4 crossover electric vehicle, which is set to begin later this year. A company spokesperson says Volkswagen is still discussing and evaluating its options, and no decisions have been made. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. On the other side of midnight. Thanks, Frank. Looking at futures, the Dow's up 109 points at 32,998. S&P 500 up 16 points. The Nasdaq's climb 56 and a half gold. Down $4.30 an ounce at $1,852.20. Crude oil flat at $122.11. The WABC Early News. Two of New York's longest-serving members of Congress have now turned from allies to rivals, fighting for their own political future after a court redrew the state's congressional maps, finding Democrats gerrymandered the maps. U.S. Representative Jerry Nadler and Representative Carolyn Maloney are now running against each other in a Democratic primary June 28th. Maloney told NBC New York she was surprised by the challenge from Nadler. Well, I was disturbed, obviously. I would have liked the courtesy of a phone call. And Nadler's 74, Maloney 76, each were first elected to Congress some 30 years ago, and they have risen to chair the powerful House Judiciary and Oversight Committees, respectively. Nadler has long represented the Upper West Side and areas stretching down to Wall Street and parts of Brooklyn, while Maloney's longtime turf was on the other side of Central Park. 
the Upper East Side, along with parts of Brooklyn and Queens. A 15-year-old girl from Queens recovering from a gunshot wound after she was hit by a stray bullet that flew in through a window of her family's home on 115th Road in the St. Albans section. This happened late Tuesday night. The teen was transported to Cohen's Children's Medical Center, Nassau County, in stable condition. Her father told NBC4 New York that his daughter went into surgery to remove the bullet, which was lodged in her right leg. And one neighbor spoke to NBC New York about what happened. Hearing about it, I can't really believe it because especially in this neighborhood, like everybody here is like really nice. I'm worried about my safety and also my family, you know, what might happen while we're out and if we're coming back, what might happen. So. Police say they don't believe this teen was the intended target. It is currently unclear if the shooting involved multiple parties exchanging gunfire or if it was just one person firing at another, the investigation ongoing. A man was shot in his leg in East Harlem over an $8,000 chain that his assailant took off with. Police say the victim here was a 55-year-old man who was unloading a work truck on East 129th Street Monday afternoon when an armed man approached. A struggle ensued, and the gunman shot the man in his leg and fled with the victim's chain. The gunman fled westbound on 129th Street in a black BMW. All this captured on surveillance video, and you can take a look at this. It's up on our website, wabcradio.com. The victim was taken to a hospital for treatment and then released. All that as two men took part in a wild gun battle on a Queens street. It happened just before 3.30 p.m. Tuesday at the corner of 66th Street and Broadway in the Woodside neighborhood. The NYPD says a 28-year-old man and another unidentified man exchanged gunfire that you heard there. 28-year-old Tenzin Norgal sustained a gunshot wound in his right shoulder. This unidentified man took off in a vehicle heading north on 64th Street. And you can also take a look at that video up on our website, wabcradio.com, as police work to solve this. Anybody with information asked to call the NYPD's Crime Stoppers Hotline. Former President Donald Trump and his adult children must sit for a week of questioning under oath beginning July 15th. It's part of New York State Attorney General Letitia James' civil investigation into Trump's business dealings related to the Trump Organization. The agreement between the Trumps and AG Letitia James came after an appeals court rejected Trump's effort to avoid sitting for depositions in this year's-long probe. President Trump spoke out against the probe at a rally earlier this year. These prosecutors are vicious, horrible people. They're racists, and they're very sick. They're mentally sick. They're going after me without any protection of my rights by the Supreme Court or most other courts. In reality, they're not after me. They're after you. And I just happen to be the person that's in the way. That's what they're after. For almost three years, James's office has investigated allegations. The Trump Organization distorted property values for favorable loans and tax breaks. James's office says the probe could soon result in an enforcement action. An MTA bus driver is charged with a fatal hit-and-run crash out on Staten Island. Police say MTA driver Daryl Sweet was driving an MTA bus east on Forest Hill when he made a left turn onto northbound Platinum Avenue back on May 13th, allegedly fatally striking 69-year-old Patrick Variel. Sweet was arrested Tuesday and charged with leaving the scene of an accident resulting in death and failure to exercise due care, according to police. 
New York Republican running to represent a congressional district that includes suburbs of Buffalo, New York, shared and deleted a conspiracy-laden Facebook post suggesting a racist mass shooting in Buffalo and other mass killings were all part of a plot to take away people's guns. This lengthy June 1 post shared by Buffalo developer Carl Palladino said in almost every mass shooting, including Buffalo and Texas, there are strange occurrences that are never fully explained. The Post also included theories about CIA mind control and the assassinations of John F. Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy, and John Lennon, as well as vaccines. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Showers and thunderstorms until early afternoon and clearing. Mostly sunny, the high 73. Mostly clear overnight, the low 62. A mostly sunny day Friday, the high 76. And right now, 69 rain in some areas. All right, the Foo Fighters there. Taylor Hawkins, of course, has passed away, and now his wife thanking fans for all their love and support. On Wednesday, Allison Hawkins took to social media to share her first statement after the Foo Fighters drummer's untimely death at the age of 50 back in March. Allison Hawkins thanked Taylor's fans, saying fans' kindness has been an invaluable comfort to her and her family. Taylor passed away March 25th at his hotel in Bogota, Colombia. Well, in town to play a festival with the Foo Fighters. It was later reported that he died of cardiovascular collapse. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.